This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. Hope everybody had an amazing Thanksgiving. Uh, I did take some time off. Uh, had some family come over, so... You know, <laughs> there was a little bit of a hiatus, uh, you know, over week 13, you know, in, from week 12 into week 13. Uh, but I'm relatively back, still a little bit busy with my day job. Uh, you know, in the beginning of the season, didn't have, uh, you know, as many projects to do for for my day job. If you're wondering, I'm a software engineer. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, projects kind of come in and out. So right now we're kind of ramping up on one, which is why, you know, I haven't been putting out as much content as I would like. But, um, you know, I usually do the, the you know, the, 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 the weekly reviews on Mondays. Uh, I usually do, the, do them uh, in my Instagram story. And then I would kind of, you know, transcribe them into audio or convert that into audio and upload it as a podcast. But today I put it out as an article at OperaHandFantasy.com. You can check that out there. Or you could just listen to the podcast. This podcast is basically just a you know an audio version of that article. So let's get right into it. Um, so we're going through you know week thirteen. Any takeaways from a fantasy fantasy perspective? Uh, any developments going into the uh, fantasy playoffs next week? Hopefully your playoffs is starting next week and goes up until week sixteen. Week sixteen hopefully is your championship week and not week seventeen. I know a lot of leagues. Still have it, you know, in week 17 for whatever reason. Uh, but, you know, as we know, there are a lot of issues when that happens. You know, some some players get benched. Some players, you know, getting ready for the playoffs and, and they kind of sit that week happens a lot. And you don't want your stars getting benched because, you know, you, you kind of all season long, you're putting it together a roster that's going to win a championship. And then in the most important week, you don't have them available. So um, not what you want. But uh, hopefully your playoffs start next week. So let's get right into it. So let's start with the Thanksgiving games. Um, Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions. Allen Robinson, um, 12 targets, 8 catches, 86 yards and a touchdown. He's an every week wide receiver too. You know, uh, you know, unless he has a really tough matchup, you know, shadow matchup with a guy like Jalen Ramsey or something like that. Um, you know, and, and that's more to do with Mitch Trubisky than Robinson. You know, when it comes to Robinson not being able to produce uh, with those type of matchups. Like Darius Slay is tough. You know, but Robinson, he, he coming into this matchup, you figure that he, he'd avoid Slay enough because of how much he plays in the slot. Um, now, Trubisky can always mess things up a little bit. But Robinson does have, you know, he's had nine plus targets in three of his last four games. Um, Robinson, you know, he has Dallas next week. Uh, and, you know, if you look at where Byron Jones plays on the left side of the offense, um, Al Robinson's run 65% of his routes away from Byron Jones' side. So I'm, I'm keeping him in my lineup for next week's matchup, even though it is tough on paper. Anthony Miller, um, he, he's back into fantasy relevance, and that's an understatement. Um, 13 targets, 9 catches, 140 yards. Um, he's, he's gotten off to a real slow start this year due to some injuries, um, and, and because of those injuries, he wasn't able to get 
up to speed. Uh, but he's here now. Um, now, 13-target game, right? Uh, he now has nine-plus targets in each of the last three games. He's playing almost exclusively from the slot. Uh, he sees Dallas next week, right? Cole Beasley, he was able to take advantage in his revenge game. He racked up 6-7 for 110 yards and a touchdown from the slot. So Miller is a high upside wide receiver 3 next week. Uh, although, you know, I prefer to start him in PPR leagues. But if you're in a standard league or, or half-point PPR league, um, you know, you, you still want to, you know, target any guys who are getting this this type of volume. Um, so he, he'll he, he's someone that should definitely be picked up on waivers this week. Uh, Bo Scarborough. He's the guy in the Lions' backfield. He saw 21 carries against the Bears this week. Uh, he saw 18 carries the, game, the week before that. So he's a touchdown dependent, I guess, RB2 flex play moving forward. Uh, not really involved in the pass game at all. Uh, but, you know, he has a tough matchup against Minnesota next week. So he's not the best matchup. You know, it's not the best matchup for him. He's not the best play in the world. But if you badly need a running back, he's somebody you might want to look at on waivers as well. Um now, you know, Detroit, you know, they were down to the third-string quarterback, and he actually looked okay. Um, you know, Blau did, David Blau, right? So I had no idea who this guy was, but, you know, watching him on Thanksgiving, you know, he, he could sling it a little bit. I, I was a little surprised. Uh, but, you know, he's able to keep Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones afloat. doesn't matter who the quarterback is in Detroit. So, you know, keep starting those guys no matter if Jeff Driscoll is back next week. He does have a little, a little bit of extra time to rest his hamstring, so... You know, he should be back. TJ Hawkinson led the team in targets, uh, but he was just placed on IR today. Okay, Buffalo Bills at the Cowboys. Uh, Devontae Freeman, uh, in his return, was on the field for 67% of snaps. Uh, didn't have a great result in a tough matchup. Uh, but, you know, you got to admit, the dude is just not that good. <laughs> uh, he averaged more than three yards per carry in only three of his ten games played. Um, and I understand that yards per carry isn't, you know, truly indicative of the player. There's a lot of other factors involved. But he's also pretty low in yards after contact per attempt. And that's uh, on the running back themselves. Um, so, you know, his volume in the pass game is really the only thing that's saving him, you know, as like a safe floor PBR RB2, and, and that's what he is. Um, and that being said, he has a great matchup next week against, against Carolina. So, you know, I'm playing him as that, you know, PPR RB2 for sure. Um, Calvin Ridley, he's been, he's been getting it done over the last three games with Austin Hooper out. Uh, he killed it against Carolina a few weeks ago. He sees them again this week coming up. So if Hooper's out again, Ridley should have guaranteed target share once again. Uh, if, if James Bradbury chooses to shadow Julio Jones, then it really should be looked at a ton. Okay, 49ers at the Ravens. Uh, good game. Uh, Tevin Coleman, though, might have lost his job. Uh, Raheem Moster was outplaying Coleman in, the, in that game. Uh, Coleman ended with only six touches. I think Coleman got that first touch, uh, first carry. He got like I think he didn't gain any yards, and then Mostert got the next carry, not on the next play, but the, the next run of the game was Mostert, and he got like eight yards. And I think from that point forward, it was just like, okay, let's just ride with Mostert here. He, he ended up out-snapping Coleman 40 snaps to 10. Um, he ended up taking advantage of that, and he took 19 carries 
for 146 yards and a touchdown against the Ravens. So he's the guy right now. You know, one would assume Matt Breida would step ahead of Coleman as well when he's back because he looked better as well. So Coleman should not be in lineups in week 14. You know what I mean? It's a super risky play if that's what you're going to do. Um, as far as who will get those goal line looks, goal line looks, we needed larger sample size. But for now, Mostert is a must pickup. Uh, he has a tough matchup next week, but he should suffice as a RB2 in what is usually a successful running offense. Uh, now, Emmanuel Sanders, it seems like he's back to relative full health. Uh, he had a tough matchup this past week, but he played on 98% of snaps. Uh, Debo Samuel played on 96% of snaps. And if Marshall Lattimore, you know, next week stays on Sanders, Samuel can be a beneficiary. They're both wide receiver threes next week. And, and if I'm going to choose between the two, I might want to play Samuel just because uh, of the matchup. Um, that you know that Sanders has. Uh, Redskins at Panthers. Uh, Darius guys, Adrian Peterson, both ran wild in Carolina. Uh, guys took his ten carries for 129 yards and two touchdowns. Peterson uh, took his 13 carries for 99 yards and a touchdown. So notice who had more touches in this game. It was Peterson. Um, and, and I wouldn't overreact to these performances. They did play Carolina, who's been terrible against the run. Uh, we're talking only 10 carries for, for Darius Guys. He looked good, but he's still sharing an early down role with Peterson. You know, And despite that success, you got to understand that this is still a three-man backfield with Chris Thompson back. So it was nice seeing Geis getting his goal line touchdown, uh, but he's still touchdown dependent on, on not enough volume. Uh, he's a flex play next week against the Packers. Uh, for the future, though, you know, if I'm a Redskins fan, I would be excited for Darius Guys. I'm not sure if I'm excited overall <laughs> if I'm a Redskins fan, but, you know, they did, you know, there are some good vibes uh, coming from that team, um, you know, relatively compared to before. Uh, but DJ Moore, you know, on the other side of that, he's a wide receiver one right now. Like, he is, it, it is what it is. That's all I have to say. Um, he's in your lineup every single week, no matter what. Okay, Titans at Col- and Titans at Colts. Uh, you know, Jonathan Williams was the guy uh, in Marlon, in Marlon Mack's first game missed. Uh, Jordan Wilkins was coming off that ankle injury, but he hardly played. It was all Williams, and he was relatively successful. But you know, after about ten days rest, Jordan Wilkins Jordan Wilkins was good, and he significantly cut into what many thought. You know, it was Jonathan Williams' backfield. You know, with Max sideline, so it's possible Wilkins was still hobbled. Like I said, when he made that. You know, when he was made active for that Thursday night game in week 12. Um, and, and with him healthy this week, it was a split the whole way around with, with, with three guys. Uh, Wilkins led the team with 44% of snaps and 14 opportunities, meaning, you know, uh, uh, carries plus targets. Uh, Naheem Hines saw more usage with the, with the team down the second half with 43% of snaps and six opportunities. And Jonathan Williams didn't touch the ball in the second half and ended up with 22% of snaps and nine opportunities. So, um, I'm avoiding this backfield until Mac is back, but Wilkins looks like the guy to play if you want to play somebody from this backfield as a flex. Um, Tampa Bay Bucks at the Jaguars. Um, now, <laughs> this Bucks backfield has been pretty annoying this year uh, when it comes to figuring out who the guy will be. We thought Ronald Jones will emerge, but his touches never consistently got to the point where we could trust him. Uh, but he never ran away with that backfield. As, at least he didn't, he didn't get the opportunity. So Peyton Barber... You know, he got 17 carries out of nowhere, two touchdowns. Um, I just, I, you know, I wouldn't put my trust in either of these running backs. Not that many people were, uh, but, you know, a lot of people had the hope for Ronald Jones, and it just seems like it's going to be random, and you're not going to have him in your lineup when he does anything. 
Uh, Gardner Minshew is back after Nick Foles struggled uh, against a terrible Buck secondary. So I, I would continue to start DJ Chark as a high end wide receiver too. DD Westbrook as a wide receiver three. Uh, keep in mind, both these guys have very tough matchups next week against the Chargers. Uh, Eagles at Dolphins. I can't believe Dolphins actually won this game. Uh, but Alshon Jeffrey caught nine of 16 targets for 137 yards and a touchdown. Um, if you look at overall this year, Jeffrey's tied uh, for fourth in target share among all wide receivers with 26%. Um, he has a Giants next, so you can start him as a wide receiver too. Uh, as far as that backfield goes, Jordan Howard, he's been out. And in those games where Jordan Howard has been out, Miles Sanders has played a ridiculous 86% of snaps. Uh, he's being used as a workhorse, something that we haven't seen on, under Doug Peterson. Uh, but it is interesting, you know, when you consider uh, Sanders' future in Philly. But, you know, if Howard is out again next week, Sanders is in as a high-end RB2 against the Giants. Kalen Balaj left the game with an injury. Uh, on the Dolphins side, so Patrick Laird took on most of the running back work. Laird is pretty good in the past games, and you know if he's the lead back next week, he is in play as a PPR RB two uh, against the Jets. After his 150 plus yard and two touchdown day, Devontae Parker now has 10 plus targets in each of the last four games. He's averaging 113 receiving yards over the last four games. He's killing it. Uh, next week against the Jets, wide receiver two. Uh, Mike Gusecki, he's seen consistent volume, and, and that's not a word that we use w- with tight ends, uh, but he's seen at least six targets in each of the last five games e- and seven targets in each of the last two games. Uh, his two touchdowns in each of the last two games is a great sign, and he sees the Jets next week. They're not particularly giving when it comes to the tight end position, but neither were the Eagles. So, you know, still, you know, he should provide a decent floor in PPR leagues. It's worth noting that Jamal Adams wasn't a walking boot after his game. And there's no word whether he'll be able to play next week. Uh, speaking of the Jets at Bengals, couldn't believe they lost to the Bengals. You know I'm a Jets fan, so it's that hurts. Um, Robbie Anderson, you know he he actually had a tough matchup on the perimeter, uh, believe it or not. But he came through with seven receptions on ten targets. Not sure where the hell that came from, but he went over 101 yards after an 86 yard day the week before. So you know it's really hard to trust him. You know, but he has a good matchup against Miami next week. He's a boom bust flex option. If you need some upside, throw him in your lineup. Uh, Jamison Crowder's day, you know, is a little bit perplexing to say the least. You know, Robbie Anderson was the one with a tough matchup, and Crowder's matchup in the slot was supposed to be the funnel, you know, through the pass game. Uh, the Bengals were allowing the second most fantasy points to slot wide receivers over the last eight weeks, and the sixth least to perimeter wide receivers, and that was flipped on Sunday. Um, he was the right play, right? You got to play him, but sometimes the result doesn't work out. The good news is that he saw nine targets, but the bad news was that he only caught two of them for eight yards. Now, with Andy Dalton back, Tyler Boyd uh, led the team with 10 targets. Um, I, I guess you can play him, continue to play him as a wide receiver three. You know, just so you know, uh, Cleveland has been relatively good at defending slot wide receivers this year. Uh, he is a risky wide receiver three next week because, you know, we've seen it with Dalton. Like, it's almost every other week someone else is leading the team in targets, whether it's Auden Tate or, or whoever. I think John Ross is potentially coming back this week too. So, you know, go figure. Um but, you know, I think John Ross might be worth a speculative ad uh, because we saw what he was able to do before uh, before he got hurt. Uh, Packers at Giants with Devonta Adams back. Aaron Jones just isn't seeing the same type of volume in the pass game as he was while Adams was hurt. 
Uh, Jones is averaging about, you know, he was averaging about 30 points per game, PPR points per game, without Adams in the lineup. And and once Devonta Adams came back, only 13 PPR points per game uh, this season. So the split, you know, with Jamal Williams doesn't help either. Uh, Jones is, is, it is what it is. He's a boom bust RB2 because he's not getting a ridiculous amount of volume. Uh, the, the thing is the boom is so good that he has to be in my lineup, right? Like, especially in these type of matchups, including next week against the Redskins. So, you know, it is what it is. But when you look at the split, you know, with and without Adams, he, he's, his targets get cut in half. So, you know, he was getting almost seven targets per game. Uh, he, he, he's getting three targets, you know, with Adams back, um, Reception yards go from like averaging seventy a game to only like eleven a game. Um, didn't score through the air, so you know there's a lot going on there. Uh, it does it does suck for Aaron Jones. Um, but hey, if you have Devonta Adams back and you're still in the playoff hunt, he's killing it. So there you go. Uh, with Golden Tate sidelined on the other side of the ball, uh, Darius Slayton out targeted. Sterling Shepard, 9-7. to seven. Uh, He wasn't the only one to out-target Sterling Shepard, though. And no, it wasn't Evan Ingram because he didn't play. It was Caden Smith. He ended up leading the Giants in receiving yards on eight targets. Uh, I think all these guys are in play against Philly next week, but we'll go through those matchups uh, in a couple days. Uh, the Browns at Steelers. Uh, Jarvis Landry. You know, remember, remember when I said that um, Alshon Jeffrey was fourth in target share? He was tied. He's tied with Jarvis Landry. Um, he's fourth in target share among all wide receivers, and OBJ is almost there at at twenty five percent. But uh, Landry out targeted OBJ once again. Uh, this time eleven to six. Um, you know Landry has more receptions, targets, and touchdowns, but OBJ is the one being targeted downfield. Uh, he's fifth in the league in the air yards. Both should obviously be started next week against Cincinnati at home as wide receiver twos. Um, hopefully both can get it done. Uh, we should have expected what we saw in the, sp- in the backfield splits, you know, in, in what was a negative game script for the Browns against the Steelers. Uh, Kareem Hunt ended up outsnapping Nick Chubb 65% to 59%. And, and this isn't because of Kareem Hunt, right? Chubb was being taken off the field for random pass catching running backs in negative game scripts before Hunt was eligible to return. So, you know, Hunt is moving from a PPR flex to a PPR RB2 uh, because of its consistency that he's shown, you know, since he came back. Um, so Chubb, you know, next week they have Cincinnati. He should get right back on track. Uh, James Conner, uh, if he's out again, you know, you, you got to consider Benny Snell. He led the backfield uh, with 16 carries this week. He could, he'll continue to be a touchdown-dependent RB2 uh, while Conner is out. Uh, James Washington had a big game. He only saw four targets. Um, you know, Deontay Johnson Johnson saw team high five targets, right? So <laughs> nothing crazy there. Uh, it, it's honestly going to be trust tough to trust any wide receiver on this offense right now, outside of Juju when he's back. Um, and, and he even he's trust he, he's tough to trust, right? Um, especially when you have Duck Hodges at quarterback, you just kind of don't know what to expect. They really depend on defense and running the ball, and they don't want their quarterback to do too much. Uh, Rams at Cardinals. Robert Woods, 19 fucking targets in this game. Goodness. Uh, Caught 13 of them for 172 yards. Um, Now, if you look at his last three games played, you know, he missed that game due to personal reasons. But in his last three games played, 9-plus targets, 95-plus yards. um, And you kind of keep starting him as a wide receiver three, you know, but you hope for wide receiver two production. 
Uh, Tyler Higby got it done against the league's worst defense against tight ends with Gerald Everett out of his line, out of the lineup. Um, if Everett is out again, you might want to start Higby next week against Seattle. Uh, the Seahawks are giving up the third most fantasy points to tight ends. So let's see how they defend Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith tonight on Monday Night Football. Um, now, on the Cardinals side, all three of the Cardinals running backs were active. Uh, you know, meaning Kenyon Drake, David Johnson, and Chase Edmonds. But still, Kenyon Drake was in on 80% of snaps. He didn't have a great performance, but the usage is there. Tough matchup against Pittsburgh next week, so he'll have to depend on his usage in the past game to get results. Uh, still, he's a very tough sit right now, uh, You know, now that we know that he's the guy on in this offense. So he will be in my lineups as a PPR RB2. Uh, the Raiders at Chiefs, uh, Darwin Thompson should be picked up in all leagues. You know, LaShawn McCoy was active. Uh, Thompson ended up leading the backfield in carries and even got a goal line look and score. Uh, Darrell Williams got hurt, uh, which is what led to Thompson getting more looks. This was a little bit of a lopsided game, so that could play into it a little bit. But still, like if Darrell Williams isn't back next week, um, Damian Williams didn't practice all last week. So who knows if he's going to play this week. Um, you know, Thompson could potentially be picked up and started as a flex play with RB1 upside, right? There's, there's a lot. There's a big, um, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of outcomes that can happen, um, you know, depending on, you know, how he's being used and who's in and who's out. Uh, but if it's just him and Shady, that possibility is there. He looked good with his touches and he has the upside of being a league winner uh, if he's the guy getting most of the looks in this backfield going forward, but we just kind of don't know how that's going to work out. There's just way too many back guys in this backfield. Uh, but the Chargers, Broncos, uh, it, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is for Cortland Sutton. He's going to get it done for you. Uh, Drew Locke is his third quarterback this year, and Sutton ended up with 74 yards and two touchdowns. Um, he's a legit wide receiver one, whether you're talking fantasy or not. Um, imagine if this dude is getting serious volume every week. He's going to be a problem. Uh, Philip Lindsay uh, is the guy in the Broncos' backfield. He outcarried Royce Freeman 17-5. to uh, Still, Freeman ended up outsnapping Lindsay as he has a bigger role in the pass game. But if you're going to start one, it's Lindsay. Uh, Patriots and Texans last night. Um, Mohamed Sanu, you know, he had a big debut with, with the Patriots in Week 9. Uh, but since then, he hasn't really done shit. Even in good matchups against Philly and Houston, um, you know, as far as the outside wide receivers go, uh, that debut was a mirage, so he has a relatively tough matchup next week against Kansas City and is not playable right now in season-long leagues. Uh, and that's it. That's all I had. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some more updates. Uh, I'll probably put some more updates on my Instagram story as the week moves on, uh, as some news comes in. So go check that out, at Upper Hand Fantasy on Instagram. Uh, hope this helps. Hope you guys have made it into the fantasy football playoffs in your leagues. Uh, I wish you guys the best of luck, and, and I'll hopefully be back tomorrow with the Wave of Wire podcast. See you guys.